I hope you see the goodness of the Lord. I hope that you see that nobody but Jesus brought you through everything you've been through. And it makes you fall more in love with him. Take a moment and just thank God. Give him some, some praise. Tell him that you love him. Tell him that you thank him. Tell him that you praise him because he's been just that good in your life. Hallelujah. 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 The praise team always confirms my messages. And, and I know that's God because they don't know what I'm getting ready to preach. And I don't know what they're going to say. But God hooks us up together. And his hands is in it. So we are thankful. We are grateful. We're excited about seeing you next week. Amen. Do not expect church as usual. Everything is different. What you see here is what you're going to get because we're doing it safely. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for your support. Thank you for all the offerings and, and, and tithing that you've been sending. You've been awesome, but our God is awesome. Amen. I hope you're ready for a word this morning. This word that we have this morning may not be for everybody, but it's for somebody. And I believe you're that somebody. Hallelujah. We are still working out of seeing Jesus as our Lord, Shepherd, and Savior coming out of the 23rd Psalms. Amen. And we're just in verse 4. Just in verse 4. But I think I got a word that's going to bless you this morning. Amen. This is the ninth sermon of this series. And we're going to go to Psalms 23. And I just want verse 4 coming out of the Amplified Classic, and it reads as such in our hearing. Yea, though I walk through the deep sunless valley, shadow of death, I would fear, dread, no evil, for you are with me. Your rod protects, your staff to guide, they comfort me. Hallelujah. We're going to park on though I walk through. Say that with me. Through. Through. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, even now as we come, Father, just your power, your words. I'm in need of your anointing. I'm in need of your empowerment. Lord, do what only you can do. Bless, Lord. Increase, Lord. Touch, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. The thought for the day is the blessings on the other side of thrill. <laughs> the blessings on the other side of thrill. Then, if you want to shorten it, it's the purpose and power of thrill. Is there anybody going through out there? How this pandemic has life, has your situation, has put you in a place where you don't like? Hallelujah. Yeah. The, the psalmist, David the psalmist, is picturing the shepherd who has to take the sheep 
through a valley, through a gutty, through a narrow place, through a dangerous place where even the sun is, is blocked out. It's dark, it's scary, it's dangerous. Matter of fact, he said, it's the shadow of death. It's not death, but it's the shadow of death, which means that sometimes you think you may not survive your experience. If you have been a Christian for any length of time, you have either gone through, been through, in the midst of the situation. Something is, something is happening in your life that you don't like. Something is going on that got you wondering, Lord, I'm doing everything I, I know to do. Lord, I'm trying to follow you. Lord, you know I love you. So why do you have me here? <laughs> have you been there? See, if you have not ask that question outwardly, I believe you asked it inwardly. Hallelujah. I believe that there's the times when we question God of his love, of, of is he still with us? Does, does, he, does, he, does he see, does he understand what we're going through? Lord, why am I here? Why, why are you taking me this way? I'm following you and I'm right where you want me to be, I think. But, but Lord, I don't like. Notice what the psalmist says. David said, he says, it's not a place that we're staying. It's not a permanent situation. It's temporary. Did you, did you catch that? That we are on our way. It's through. That there's something more on the other side that we don't know yet, that we don't see yet, that we don't feel yet, it's through. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Something just hit me. I got another thought. Have you ever felt like you were stuck? Because from an outward perception, it looks like nothing happening. But wait a minute, David says it's through. So though you may not be moving on the outside, you better believe God is working on the inside. Hallelujah. See, what, what I have learned and what I'm learning that God is always working on my spirit, man. He is always pulling off the old me and building up the, the, the born again me. He is always making me more like Jesus. He, he's molding me and shaping me. He's molding and shaping you. In the valley, in the valley, in the valley, in the valley. F, not F, since God is good, since he always had an intent and purpose that even when all hell done broke loose, he is still in your hell with you. I'm learning that, 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 that I don't have to have everything that I think I need. That, that when, I'm, when I'm in the valley, as long as I know he got me, as long as I know he's there with me, as long 
as I know I got a promise on the table, as long as he has spoken something to me, as long as I know I got some promises that hang on to, I know I'm going to keep on walking one step at a time. And sometimes he's a lamp to our feet, which means it's the very next step. Not running. The very next, next step. Sheep follow which means that Jesus leads and he wants us to follow him even when we don't understand why, what, what for. He wants us to trust. Listen to Jeremiah 29. I know for some of you this is, this is your favorite, but sometimes I don't think we understand what we're reading. Jeremiah 29, verse 11, 14 says, For I know the plans and thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord. Thoughts and plan of welfare, of peace, not of evil, to give you a hope in your final outcome. See, what, what we don't understand is this, is that he is speaking to the children of Israel while they are in captivity in Babylon. They are in a place and a situation that they don't like. It feels like God has left them. It feels like God don't care. And in the midst of their situation, Jeremiah sends them a letter that speaks of what God is saying to you. He said, I know my own thoughts. I know my plan. I know my intent is for your good. He said, you don't understand it, but the trouble you in is to bring out of you which wasn't in you before because you left me. So I had to put you in this situation. Hallelujah. He says, he said, when you seek for me with all of your heart, when, when, you, when, you, when you really get real, when, when I take away your pretense, when, when you get desperate enough that you realize that all you really got is me, that's when I'm going to hear you. That's when I'm going to show up. That's, that's when, see, see, God is in a relationship with us, and he don't want your religion. He wants your heart. He wants the reality of you loving him and he loving you. He, he don't want you pimping him and using him. He wants you to come and know that he is God and you're his child. Hallelujah. You know, you know, the truth of the matter is we don't even know our own hearts. We don't know the real intent of our own heart. And, and God is trying to take off the old you so the born again you can rise up and be in fellowship with him. Hallelujah. I know God has made some decrees. I know God has spoken promises. One of the things that I, I realize that many times when God reveals something to me, when God opens up scriptures to me, when God makes a promise, right after the promise, right after he reveals something, trouble is right around the truck, right around the corner. The devil is trying to make you let go of what God has told you. What is 
The battle is about, it's about your faith. So he will mess with your stuff. He will allow people in your job to have an attitude against you to make you doubt the goodness, the faithfulness of God. He is trying to make you doubt the promise God has spoken to you. See, 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 in the natural world, after the promise, we expect it to come right away. Now, he gives you something to hold on to through the storm. He gives you something that if you can't hold on to it, it will hold on to you. David is anointed king at, at about 15, and he don't become king till about 30. But during that time, he fought Goliath. He's running from King Saul. He's going through all sorts of battle, all sorts of hell. Listen, Joseph was shown a vision of him being a leader, but before he becomes the leader, he is sold in slavery by his own brother. He is lied on by Potiphar wife. He is put in a dungeon. He's in the valley. He's in a place where he don't want to be. But God, Moses, before he becomes the deliverer at 80, for 40 years, he's on the backside of the mountain, leading sheep in a dry place, in a desert place, in a stinky place. Where are you? What I'm trying to say to you is that don't accept the fact that where you're at now is your final outcome. If you are in God's will, he's taking you through to the other side. Your blessing that you see may not be in the valley, but it's after the valley. Somebody yelled out, keep going. That's right, sister. Keep going. Keep, keep pressing. Keep, keep believing. Keep praying. Keep worshiping. Keep lifting him up. Keep holding on to him. Know that God got you. And his purpose is to prepare you for where he's taking you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is there anybody being prepared for the next level? Is there anybody that all hell done broke loose and you said, Lord, I'm trying to do the best that I can. Then there's trouble that keeps on finding me. Trouble has found my address. It's going from bad to worse. Listen, don't walk around with your head down. Walk with your head up. Listen, you don't have to look like what you're going through because God is taking you someplace. You are moving from one level to the next level. God is purifying you. He's strengthening you. He's preparing you for the next level. Hallelujah. If God doesn't process us, we can't withstand the level of glory he's going to use in the next level. Did you know that, the, that God's most, what he is interested in more than anything else, is your character. Your inward character. Can your character stand against the weight of glory, of power, of anointing that God's going to put on you? Can God lift you without you jumping out his hand? Can God use you without your head getting big? 
can, 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 can God expose the glory in you without you thinking it's your glory and not his? Can, can God put you in a place of notoriety and, and that notoriety will destroy you because your character can't handle the notoriety? Can, can God put you on a platform to bless other people and instead of being a blessing, you become a curse? Can, can God, can God, can, can God do great things in your life and, and out of the great thing, you get closer instead of running away from him? Can God trust you with the blessing he has for you? I'm telling you that God doesn't prepare us on the mountaintop. He prepares us in the valley low. But the preparation allows you to climb the next mountain. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, 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 I think I'm speaking to somebody. I think, I think here Job is in Job 13 and 15. He says, he says, though you slay me, I would trust him. Then, then he says something that is out of character because he says, he says, I will defend my own way before. You know what he's saying? He said, I know I'm righteous. I know I don't deserve this. But he didn't know that God was using him to defeat the claims of Satan about nobody would serve God because of his character. See, Job didn't sin, but his, his, his thinking was wrong. His perception was wrong. He thought he knew when he didn't understand what was going on. Hallelujah. There's nothing wrong with asking God, but don't challenge God. There's nothing wrong with asking me why, telling me I don't like this, Lord, I'm hurting. I, I believe in sharing my whole heart with God, but I, I do understand this. His ways is different than my ways. His wisdom is wiser than my wisdom. So there's times when God doesn't say anything. I just submit that he loves me. I submit that I know that he's good. I submit that he's doing something that I don't understand. Don't have to like it. He don't have to give me an answer. Just based on where he brought me from. Just based on what he has already done. He has already done enough in each of our lives that we should be able to trust him when we don't know. Hallelujah. Here, Job 42, 1 and 6, it said, Job replied to the Lord, said, I know you can do anything, and no one can stop you. He says, you ask, and who will question my wisdom with such ignorance? That's God speaking to him. You know, he, he, said, he, said, he said, I know nothing about things far too wonderful for me. You know what he's doing? God done showed himself, so he's backing up. He said, Lord, I, I, sorry, I didn't understand. Lord, I didn't know. Lord, help me. He says, verse 6, he says, he says, he says, I had only heard about you. You know what he's saying? He's saying, based on what I know now, based 
in comparison to what I see now. What I used to know was just like rumors. Wait a minute, Joe. You just been going through trials and tribulations. You just been going through attack after attack after attack. And what he's saying is, is that based on what I've been through and what I've just gone through, I see him clearer. I hear him better. I learned some things that I would have never learned if I had not gone through what I've been through. I'm not saying I understand everything. I'm not saying that I can make sense out of all your trials and tribulations. There's some things I don't understand that's happened in my life. There's some things I still question. But I will say this, I would not be the person that I am today if I had not had the wounds, the pain, the struggles, the tears that has happened in my life. That, that somehow God has taken the bad, the hurt, the struggles, the pain, and molded and shaped me and you to become who we are today. At some point, you got to let go and let God. At some point, you got to say, Lord, I can't run my life. You run my life. At some point, you got to give him the controls and let God be God in your life. The sheep didn't run through the valley. They, they, they kept walking through the valley and lined up in a the, in the march, trusting the shepherd that was before them. They kept on walking. David said, I kept walking. Watch this, watch this, watch this. I believe that God gives us promises that is strong enough to keep us through the pain. Amen. If you know him, you need to have a promise that he has put in your heart. A promise he has shown you that he said there is a, 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 a something, there's some blessings on the other side of through. Say that with me. There are some blessings on the other side of through. And the blessings that's on the other side of through is, is bigger and is greater than my trouble in the valley. That, 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 that if I keep on trusting him, if I keep on walking with him, that the blessing on the other side of through would be worth what I've been through. Oh, oh, that's just the nature of our God. That's the intent of our God. That's what he said through Jeremiah. I know my plan towards you. I know my intent towards you. That's why Romans 8, 28 says, that I work all things together for your good. He said, you don't understand it yet, but I'm able to take all of your bad, all of your hurt. I weave it together with my plan, with my intent, with my goodness. And at the end of the day, at the final outcome, you will praise me because you will love me more. You will see me in the midst of your storm, in the midst of your trouble. I'll show up and show out. Let me be your God. David is, 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 
is, is giving us hope. Listen to Romans 5. Romans chapter 5, beginning in verse 2. He says, though we are able to have access by faith. He said, he said, he said we have access to our heavenly Father by our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. We can come to our heavenly Father anytime. You know, trouble teaches you how to pray. You really don't know how to pray till you've been through some trouble. You, you really don't know how to call on him till all you have is him. You, you really don't know what it feels like to be comforted in a time of trouble till the only one that can comfort you is the Lord Jesus Christ himself. I, I'm telling you, he's good. Somebody ought to be shouting right now that you have learned that, that through the storm, you called on him. You, you, you seek this face, and he showed up. He showed up just for you. He's a personal God. He's a one-on-one -on -one God. He will come and see about you. He said you have entry. You have, you have introduction. He said by faith into this grace. He said, uh, he said you got my favor on you. My hand is on you. My goodness is towards you. He said, quit looking at your trouble and look at your God. Keep your eyes on him. Listen, you're going to have trouble down here. Jesus had trouble down here. So if he had trouble, you better believe you're going to have trouble. Why? Because the devil is trying to erase your faith, trying to make you doubt God. Not get close to God, but God keeps on loving us, keep on calling us, keeps proving himself over and over and over again. Let's read on. He said, in which we are firmly and safely standing. Know what he's saying? He said, you are in my hand and the devil can't snatch you out. Listen, you didn't gain your salvation. It was a gift to you. God wooed you. He showed you. The Holy Spirit opened up your heart of faith. So if he gave it to you, why would he let anybody take it from you? Hallelujah. We are saved by grace. Let us rejoice and exude in our hope of experiencing and enjoying the glory of God. I don't think he's just talking about just when we get to heaven. But you ought to be tasting and seeing that the Lord is good right now. You ought to, you ought to be experiencing his goodness. You, you ought to be experiencing his grace. You ought to be experiencing his peace and his joy. Listen, if you just put your faith in him, you will recognize he's the best thing that ever happened to you. Even in the midst of the storm. See, see, we got to change our ideology. We think that if we're driving a Benz, if we got a big house, if we got a bank full of money, that's good. But that doesn't mean that you are happy. That doesn't mean that everything is okay. There's a whole lot of rich folks committing suicide because they're empty on the inside. But when the Lord fills you with his spirit, when he fills you with his joy, he don't have to change your circumstances, but he'll let you experience, which means taste and see 
that the Lord is good right in the midst of your valley experience. Hallelujah. Listen, let's go on. He says, he said, he said, he said, he said, exalt, rejoice in your suffering. He's not saying for your suffering. He says, in your suffering, knowing, knowing pressure and affliction and heart and hardship produces patience. You know what that means? That you learn how to wait on him. You know why you're waiting on him? Because you know he's going to show up right on time. When you have experienced the goodness of the Lord, trouble don't make you doubt his goodness. Hallelujah. The devil will throw some stuff at you, but, but when you know that you know that you know, and the only way you can know is that you have experience and you've been through some things. So when you go through the next thing, you say, Lord, you always show up. Lord, you always make a way. Lord, you always show out. Lord, I know what you did for me in the past. I know what you have done in the present. So I'm going to wait right here. I ain't going nowhere because you have already shown me you're good. Hallelujah. Let's read on. Let's read on. It's unworthy, unswerving endurance. That means that your character and your faith is fortified. It's like, it's like no matter what the devil does, you, you, you know him. You trust him. Your faith is on him because he has already, already proven himself. That's maturity. You're not crying over everything. You, that you, he, has, he, has, he, has, he has done enough that you know. Hallelujah. Is there anybody that knows? Yeah. Is there anybody? You're not flung by everything that comes around. You're not unweighed. You're not unhinged by any little thing. But you've been through enough that when trouble comes, you just call on him. You lean on him. You say, I know my God going to come rescue me. I know. It says, it says, it says, it says, that now your character, your character, this is character, your character, you still got joy and a confidence and an expectation in what God has said to you, what God has shown you. See, 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 when you have grown, he don't have to say it over and over again. He just says it once, and all of a sudden, Peace comes. Joy comes. You might have to wait some years, but, but you got a confidence that can't be moved because you know your God can't lie. It's based on him. It's based on him. Jeremiah 18. He tells Jeremiah, I want you to go down to the potter's house. And Jeremiah goes down there and the potter is working the wheel and got a piece of clay in his hands. I don't know if he got a foot thing that makes the wheel turn. I don't know if he's turning it by hand. But, but the strangest thing when you read this text, that the clay is always in the potter's hand. It, it says, it says, it says, it says, it says that, 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 that the clay was murdered. 
It was not what it's supposed to be yet. It wasn't in a finished project. Maybe it was damaged. Maybe it was dropped. But even in its unperfect state, it was still in his hands. Hallelujah. You know what that tells me? We, if you know the Lord Jesus Christ, you are still in his hands. You may not be there yet. You may be murdered and messed up. Life may be hard and you may not be where you want to be. But if you have accepted Jesus, you are still in his hands. Scripture tells me that nothing can snatch you out of his hands. Notice also that the piece of clay is on the wheel. It's in his hands and it's on the wheel. Which means that God wasn't finished molding and shaping it. I'm so glad he's not finished shaping us. I'm so glad he's still molding us. I'm even more glad that no matter what you and I can do, we can't take ourselves out of his hands. That once you're in his hands, he's going to keep you in his hands. And he's not finished yet. You may be molding and shaping you. You may be in the fire. You may be in the valley. But he's going to bring you through. He's going to show you off that you're the object of his glory. You're his masterpiece. He's walking you in your journey and he's showing you that he's about to glorify you. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give out. Hold on. God's not finished with you yet. He got you in his hands. God is still molding and shaping you. And when the time is right, he's going to lift you and show off his handiwork in you, in you, if he died for you, he certainly ain't going to let the devil snatch you. Since he died for you, won't he do everything else to save you, to keep you, to bless you, to bring you through? You may not feel it, but you're moving through the valley to the other side where your blessings is. The blessings on the other side. But keep walking through. It's a momentary place. It's a moment place. You're going through. God is calling us and taking us uh -huh. to the next level of showing us as his handiwork, yes. instruments of his glory, that we show forth his character in our everyday life. That's what it's about. That's what he's doing. That's what he's up to. I'm learning that he's breaking me more so he can use me more. Because his anointing flows through all the cracks. So if I want to be used, if I want to be anointed, there is the cracking, the breaking, so that there can be a flowing. 
Do you know him? His name is Jesus. He's the best thing that could ever happen to you. And he will hold you in his hands and never let you go. And as a, as a father does his little children, he will wrap his arms around you. And you will know that he's holding you. And he's taking care of you. Say, Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me, Lord. I need to be in your hands. I need to be held by you. I need you to love me. And the blood of Jesus will wash all your sins away. Will you accept Jesus as your Savior and as your Lord? There's a number I want you to call. If you have accepted Jesus, if you need someone to pray with you, there's a number that's going to come up, and it's the 400 number, that 400-5131. And there will be someone that can pray with you, that will talk with you. Hallelujah. Listen, we're going through the pandemic. We're going through this time. We're going through all the upheaval. We're going through, and there's a blessing on the other side. If not here, then when we get home, because we're not home yet. Let's pray. Father, even now, hallelujah. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for loving us in spite of us, not because of us. Lord, please, wrap your loving arms around us and allow us to sense your presence. Somebody's crying right now. Somebody is suffering right now. Lord, just visit them with your peace, with your joy, with your love. Let them know you got them. Let them know that you're going to walk them through this. That they will survive. They will make it. That they will overcome. Because you overcame for us. Lord, have your way. Cross this land. Have your way. In each of our hearts. Lord, have your way. And we will forever praise you. And we forever thank you. Hallelujah, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Praying for you all. Love you all. Next week, be here same time. Love you. Goodness is going to see you. Be so glad. So let's worship him and hold on as we go through to the other side of our blessings. Bless you today. Praise to you.